Hello everyone, welcome to this week's Pokeballs podcast. I am Lee, also known as Osiris, and joined by my co-host. How are you doing, Scott? S9 Vibe as well is his uh, handle, if you if you wondered, if you didn't know. Hope you're doing well, mate. Still on set? Yes, still on set. This is the last week, thankfully, because I'm getting very sleepy now. It's yeah. um, it's a weird, it's a weird because, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's weird working on set because it feels like you've been working forever, but then also time's gone really quick. So it's just like bizarre. And then sleep finally catches up with you at some point or the lack of sleep thereof. And so, yeah, I'm kind of feeling it at the moment, but like I said, one more week and then we'll be back. I'll be back at home and we can do the podcast normally, but no, it's been, it's been good fun. Um, but I'm glad uh, this has been a good test to whether we can keep the podcast up. Not that I ever doubted that we could, uh, but you know, it's nice that, uh, we've managed to keep it up while, we, while, we're, while I'm, you know, stuck in a hotel room right now. So Yeah, we've passed. The, we, I mean, me, me, the viewers, the listeners have all been enjoying your the view from a, a hotel room for these past few weeks. But we are looking forward to you getting back and not being so sleep deprived and uh, a bit more rested up next week, mate. So I'm saying next week, you'll probably need next week to rest and it'll be the week after that. And then you'll feel mm. more refreshed. I'm liking the... Yeah, exactly. uh, the shirt hair combo today it's uh it's all thank good you for it's our... actually a whole matching outfit as well the shorts match at the top as well no way and there we are there we go for our yeah. uh, for our listeners scott looks like he's uh, on holiday in um somewhere in the bahamas blue blue and more blue it's uh there's a song there i'm not gonna sing it but uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah good though mate and uh please it's the final week and uh things are looking on the up and of course we pass with flying colors as well because we are of course still gone and it is a lot of fun and big shout out to everyone listening viewing and all that jazz so lots going on in the pokemon world this last week i say lots there's there's the the the, the snowball has started to roll, especially in Scarlet and Violet. We have had a big announcement uh, as of recording this podcast. We're recording it on Monday evening. So we had the announcement of the Del Fox 7-star Terror Raid, as predicted right here on the podcast. It was announced last night, and uh, we'll be returning to Scarlet and Violet with the 7-star Terror Raids this Friday. So that's the 7th of July, and it'll be running until the 10th of July, which is very exciting. And uh, the Delphox will about be a time, bro. type as well. So um, it is about time. Really nice to see 7-star uh, Terror Raids kind of happening again after all the shenanigans with the Great Tusks Iron Treads uh, issues that we had, if, well, a month ago now. Um, and hopefully this is the the start of them kind of back on track, continuing in after this one on the 17th for its second phase. We should get the Rillaboom raid and in between there somewhere. I think actually that that week, we'll get into it in a bit, there should be something maybe quite special happening after that. But very, very good, mate, that the raids are finally back. And um, yeah, the mightiest marks. Feels like we're back on track. It does, yeah. To be honest. I feel like there's there was this obvious weird period where I don't think they knew what they were doing or they were just waiting um, and they did have a plan but it, it was annoying as we discussed many times on the podcast but yeah you know hopefully this is a, a sign of good things we had we had a big trailer the other day we did which is good indeed and you know now we've got the raids back and it just kind of feels like we're gonna start it will just start snowballing into a lot more things um, I know you've got some theories on what's going to happen in the, in the next month or so, which is really exciting. Um, but yeah, no, it, I'm I'm happy and I'm also excited to see what they decide to do. And hopefully we'll get an, a date for the DLC soon. I mean, we discussed this a lot, but I think we both seem to be in the conclusion that it's going to be October or November for Till Mask. So um, that would make a lot of sense, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, yeah. I'll fly yeah, through the news and then we'll come back yeah. to this and then we'll pick we'll up on it. it. So remind me, just mm -hmm. say Mightiest Mark because I lose my train of thought because I get mm -hmm. distracted by too many things. No worries. No so worries. that was that as of recording this wedding, this Tuesday. So tomorrow as of recording this video, I, when this goes live, 
the home update will have happened but there is a home update scheduled for tuesday morning uh, the 4th of july and it will be the maintenance period is quite a long one it's running from midnight utc till 6 a.m utc on tuesday morning so a really long period of time it will be the version 3.0.1 uh, patch um, and it will be available for mobile shortly after the maintenance is finished and for such a significant patch there's a lot of theory speculation around uh, data mined information kind of coming out from this update. So uh, we potentially have stuff to talk about next week on the podcast, but do keep an eye out for that. And uh, obviously, if you are a regular viewer of my channel, I will cover anything as and when that update uh, is finished and anything comes out uh, from that. Alongside that as well, Scott, we had uh, NAIC this weekend, North American International Championships. That kind of was the the finish of the season, pretty much. The only big major event that we've got left is the World Championships in Yokohama uh, this weekend. It was, uh, um, not this weekend, later in August. And um, it was won by Alex Gomez, Spanish player, good friend of mine. And um, it was nice to see him win an event. I didn't realize the last time he won an event was 2016. That's, yeah, uh, Liverpool, yeah. Liverpool Naps. I played him on stream at that event. Did you? I did, yeah. That was the event that I think Arash had a... He had return on his Kangaskhan, Mega Kangaskhan, but it wasn't Max Happiness. Yeah, and then he used Frustration, the Nationals after that, and won, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good good times. Yeah, I miss Return and Frustration. Great moves. Alongside the... Um, NAIC, though, we did get some announcements for uh, events early yeah, into baby. next season. So 2024 season, we've got some confirmation of events in Europe, Latin America, and the US. So that is so, so good that we're getting events announced now for yeah, next season. Well, we ever had events teased this early before? Never. And it's amazing. It is amazing. So you've got to take your hat off. TPCI get a lot of they get a, a yeah. bad rough of the green when things aren't going right. And I have to say, we have to take our hats off to them when they do a good job. We can't just criticize them when things aren't going right. We've got to compliment them when they do do a great job. And this is amazing. Like, like you say, we've never had uh, events for a, a coming season announced so early and we've got dates for them as well, which is amazing. So in Europe, we've got Barcelona, which is the first event of our 2024 season. Which a special event. Special event. And that's on September the 16th to 17th. Pittsburgh will be the place where regionals will kick off in the US and that'll be the 8th of September. Um, and then we have a bunch of other events that are kind of um, following up on that into October, which is super exciting, mate. Really, really exciting. No, I was, well, literally, I was on the way back from London yesterday and one of my friends texted me this. It must have been like 11 o'clock and I was like, holy crap, I'm well excited now. Because mm. we've been talking for a long time whether they were going to start. The last season, they started the season late um, for, v yeah. for VGC. Um, and it was really frustrating because in the past, you know, it starts in September normally. And so you get them extra four months, which is, makes a big difference because normally there's a couple of events in there you can get to at least. Um, and there was a lot of speculation to whether they were going to do that again or, or whether they would go back to what it used to be like. And I'm very pleased to know that we're getting, one, we're getting Lil back because <laughs> I have so much, so many good stories. Of, well, whether you want to call them good stories, but funny stories about Lil and then Barcelona Water will be really cool. Stories. <laughs> <laughs> stories yes lee was part of those we'll tell that story one day if we go back to Lille, i'm not getting the bus i am gonna be i'm traveling. tempted i am tempted no chance if we book it if we book it up for uh up in advance which we probably will we can look at other options but i'm not getting the bus so you can get it by yourself mate i'm no no that's fine. I'm not, I'm, i know i know like, you don't want to go because i i've got the bus twice now and both times it's been a nightmare i will walk and swim <laughs> rather than get the bus but, mate. i'm telling but you that's what you get when you pay 20 quid for a return trip to Lille. that's what happens London, so i think barcelona is a really nice venue as well a really nice place to have it so that'll be that'll yeah that'll be really cool, be really cool. So, no, i am yeah. barca yeah it'll be wicked yeah so there was that and that's a lot very exciting stuff to look forward to of course if you are planning on and you've gone to any of these events next season obviously in the competitive scene circuit because it'll be for tcg vg and i expect pokemon go as well 
Wouldn't have thought Unite, but you never know. Unite is expanding all the time, so we'll have to see how things play out. But um, do let us know in the comment section below if you're viewing on YouTube, of course, uh, if you're planning on going to any of these next season, because we probably will, and uh, it would be great to kind of see any of you out there as well. In other news, Pokemon Go. I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Go over the weekend and the last week. Have you? Been, uh, you know, I was talking to someone on set. Mm. about Pokemon Go because I was, was sitting outside on lunch and um, one of the sparks and it was just I was just I saw Pokemon Go on his phone and I was like you play Pogo? and it's like yeah and I was like oh sweet and he's like oh yeah I play it with my son and they, I was like are you going Go Fest? and he's like yeah I am actually I'm taking my son up there so I thought that was pretty cool oh nice um, we should consider going I think I, I don't know if I can because it's the 5th and 6th weekend Oh, I don't know. I think it might be. If it is that weekend, which I think it is, I have had, uh, I got two of my best friends coming down to visit that weekend and it's been planned for like forever. And I didn't know, I didn't know at the time when we were talking about Pokemon Go, this is relevant for the mm -hmm. podcast, but you can hear it anyway, uh, that that was the date. So uh, if it is that day, I can't go, but hopefully we can work something out if it isn't. So that would exactly. be amazing. But it is the seventh anniversary coming up. I think it's on the 12th, is it? No, the 7th, I think. Uh, I think, yeah. So this event starts uh, to celebrate the seventh anniversary of Pokemon Go, kicking off on the 6th of July. So tomorrow, as of recording this video live, as it goes live. So Thursday this week, and it will be running through till the following Wednesday, which will be the 12th. And you're going to get loads of bonuses with it. There's going to be uh, Blastoise with a party hat available, Pikachu hats as well. They do this kind of every year, which is pretty nice. And uh, there's lots of stuff going on. Pokemon debuts, Wartortle wearing a hat, Blastoise wearing a hat. And then you've got all these wild uh, encounter, special wild encounters. Squirtle wearing a party hat, Pikachu wearing a cake hat, uh, Meowth, just regular Meowth. I guess, well, it's shiny. Increased chances of shiny Meowth, shiny Ponyta, and Togedemaru. Tell you what, mate, I got a I got a back-to-back -back shiny yesterday. I've never had it in Pokemon Go. Two shinies in oh, a row. Uh, a Vulpex and a Wishma. Wishma? Is that the little thing? Wishma, yeah. You know the yeah, pre-evolved yeah. Exploud? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, mm -hmm. the first, yeah. Double, like, straight after each other. I was like... No way, it was, it was excellent. Nice. It was very cool. So excellent. that's happening this week. If you do take part in Pokemon Go, it's probably worth taking part in it uh, for these exclusive things, increased uh, XP and things like that. And then in other news, Regulation D has finally kicked off. That happened on the 1st of July, and that will be using the new rule set in Battle Season 8 on the rank ladder and Scarlet and Violet. And that when now does that end? The season eight ends, uh, so it runs until the end of July, but it, the, the, this rule set, Regulation D, will run until the end of August. So the next new rule set will be implemented. Oh, so we'll get a new one for the... Um... Potentially, okay, it might right. stay the same going into the new season, okay. of course. Um, but you are, for the first time, able to use Pokemon... Uh, transferable in from Pokemon Home. So this is the list of eligible Pokemon now. You've got all of the, the regional forms that are available in the game, like uh, Alolan Grimer, Alolan Muck, Hisuian uh, Voltorb, all the Hisuian Pokemon, Ursaluna, um, etc. The new uh, Genie Pokemon, Enamorous, you've got Landorus, Tornadus, Thunderous all coming back. Disgusting, now disgusting usable. Pokemon. <laughs> so you've got all these Pokemon and uh, it should be a lot of fun if you are taking part in it. But that is started and will be running for Season 8 until the end of July. Regulation D will be running until the end of August. And then that, would, that was it, mate. And then there's a, a weird tale. And this is just me just flipping through Pokemon Reddit. So that, that is everything caught up for the news in this week. And I guess we'll get back to the point I was going to make about the Mightiest Mark. Mightiest Mark. And that's all I've got in my brain. Because you have some theories. Because Well, I do have some just theories. Just briefly before you go. Go before on. Before you, you know, go off on one. <laughs> um, obviously, for a long time, we had our, our own theories about... The DLC and the Terraid Pokemon, because it seemed like they were linked to the masks that were we've seen in previous DLC trailers. Um, and unfortunately, because there was we were trying to work out when the raids lined up, and we had loads of, as we all know, they had loads of problems, so that didn't end up happening. But I mean, Lee has a theory now, which he will explain in a second, uh, that looks very probable. I mean. 
yeah, there's some interesting stuff come out from the trailer, and from what we know, we got we finally got the Del Fox raid as we mentioned earlier. So it does feel like the ball's going to start rolling, and now we've got another DLC trailer as well. It just feels like we're going to start getting more stuff now, and did, it, it it sounds really exciting from from what you've what you've briefly told me about what you think is going to happen. So. Well, I hope it's not just like all just. It, hot air really because i hope there is something i really that comes hope from it i do I feel, feel like, like they gonna, must they must know that i feel they like we are getting to, a presence to... i think a lot of people have said today with the announcement of the del fox raid that the likelihood of us getting a presence is is decreased which i don't really necessarily agree with because i think that i think they have to like if so i'll just I reckon they'll, they'll definitely do one time. they'll definitely do one before the dlc drops but it's just when I think because they haven't teased anything, so it makes a lot of sense to do a present for the DLC. Yeah, at some point. But I think there's more importance for them to do presents because of Pokemon Sleep than anything else. Because I think you can't. Is Pokemon Sleep that big though? Well, I think it will be, and I think it's quite important. It's been in the works for four years, and it will be releasing this summer. They've the Twitter account has been tweeting out pretty much every day daily, and the Pokemon. The Pokeball Plus Plus, which works with Pokemon Go and then is the main thing that works with Pokemon Sleep, releases this, uh, sorry, on Friday the 21st. So you'd imagine Pokemon Sleep will follow that at some point. Now, that's why I think that week's quite important. And I think that is probably the main reason for doing a Pokemon Presents. Um, also, the TCG as well has a lot of things kind of lining up or happening in it. At the minute, you've got the 151 set. Well, the 151 set drops in September. And the, the Battle Academy set as well. Can you remember in the Pokemon Day Presents where they would, the, the classic collection, which was like yeah, A set, yeah, yeah, yeah. like the really prestigious kind of, I can't remember the name of it yet, but you've got that as well. So that's something as well that I think they'll want to kind of promote a little bit further, give details on maybe a date with when that will be dropping. Uh, so there's that in the 151. You've got um, a lot around Mewtwo as well. Obviously, the 25th anniversary of the um, first Pokemon movie is the 18th of July. So that's a big deal. You've already got Mewtwo being added to Pokemon Unite on the 21st of July. Um, there is data mined information from that last update, the 3.1.2 patch in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet with that text about battle text about Mew so there's a lot kind of like Mew's going up against a, a formidable fall whether that's linked to Mewtwo or not it could be said it could be it might play a role in the DLCs I still can't really decide for myself but there is a lot going on with Mewtwo and it feels like it's kind of like the first movie 25th anniversary is a big anniversary because like they're going to do something for it there's a lot going on with Mewtwo in in the other kind of franchise like in the other bits of the franchise and it feels like you could do something really cool in Scarlet and Violet as well and because there's a lot to kind of talk about for the rest of the year with Pokemon DLCs TCG probably Pokemon Go stuff as well Pokemon Unite stuff and you've got this Me Too kind of 25th anniversary on top of that it feels like okay here's a good time for us to do a presents and do a new trailer that's going to really kind of tease a new mechanic about that's linked between the mightiest mark and the terrestrialization masks or the special terror type of terraform whatever it is i don't know if the masks will be linked to the mightiest mark but we know there is going to be some potential correlation between the mightiest marks and these pokemon having a unique terrestrialization form in one of the dlcs and that could be explored a little bit in a dlc trailer at least it builds the hype up as well as we're getting closer to it so I think between the 17th and the 21st of July, I'm going to stick to that week as being the week that we're going to get a present and it's going to reveal everything. And on that date, if it is on the 18th of July, I think they'll do the presents, they'll do the teaser trailer for the DLC and then they'll end the presents with, by the way, in Scarlet and Violet right now, they might do, if the, if the Mew's linked to it, they might say, oh, to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the first movie, here's a mystery gift of Mew in your copy of Scarlet and Violet. And also right now, happening right now for the rest of the week until the really boom event starts on the Friday, you've got a seven-star Mewtwo event to take advantage of for a very limited time only. And you maybe have to use the Mewtwo in that terror raid, and you've got no option to use anything else, which would be kind of cool. But we'll see what happens. But that's my two cents. That's my theory on it. And let's see how it plays out.
What day is the 18th? Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Okay. Tuesday, baby. That's two weeks tomorrow. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Okay. I think that'd be... I mean, that's a really exciting. I mean... I mean, it's, uh, all, obviously, it's all conjecture, so it's nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, we've only had conjecture because they haven't given us, haven't given us anything for ages, so... <laughs> this is true. It, like I said, it feels like... Say, they've got to do a presenter before. Before the DLC drops, they have to do one at some point. And if, like I said, if they're doing something in Pokemon Go, not Pokemon Go, in Unite as well, with Mewtwo, that, that would make sense. Yeah. And so, it just—I think it, it would be what the game needs right now. Mm. The only thing that um, puts me off saying that we'll get a presents in July is I—I because I, if you look at the past presents that we've had, we had one in early August last year. We've had them in uh, June, and we've had them in uh, July as well in the past few years. But I do think we are going to get a big announcement at Worlds this year. Because I think like it being in Yokohama in Japan as well, we always get an announcement at Worlds. There's always something leaked or teased at Worlds in regards to up and coming games, right? So they're going to do some announcement or reveal at Worlds. The only thing I would say that would maybe put me off them doing any sort of trailer or reveal about the DLCs in the presents would be like a big, a big reveal would be they're keeping it for Worlds. I think they'll do a trailer but there might not be as much. It might not be a, like a beefy trailer that we get, and that might be held back for Worlds in August because it's going to be such a big event having World Championships in Japan for the first time. So that I think that could be how it plays out, one of those two ways. But we need information I mean, soon. The game's coming. It would make sense, yeah. I mean, how how often, how often have I seen only tease, tease stuff properly? I mean, a game release is a bit different, but... I haven't really paid attention with the DLCs in the past, so... Well... Did they, when did they tease Crown Tundra and um, the other one? I can't remember. The Isle of Armour didn't really get much build-up at all, uh, but there wasn't really much to... There wasn't really too much new stuff in the Isle of Armour. There wasn't, like, any kind of... There wasn't really a story it like to it or anything like that. This DLC you know? is going to be, like, a really... Like, a good addition... Yeah. to the game rather than just like oh this is just something we we, we made and added yeah. on type of thing it did feel like that with Isle of Armour in particular I felt like it was just kind of like an extra island that you could go and explore there wasn't really too much story to it I mean Crown Tundra is a little different you got Reggie Drago and you got you know uh, Glastria Spectra and, and that kind of story but there wasn't really too much it wasn't like it un unraveled additional story that wasn't hadn't been told whereas you know, we've still got so many unanswered questions from the base games, so we need those answered in these DLCs. So if that's why I feel like it's, yeah, you're right. It does feel like there's going to be a way more, there's going to be a lot more substance to these DLCs than we've seen in previous ones. So, yeah, be good. Yeah, no, we just have to hope, really. I mean, yeah, we thought we'd, we would have heard something by now, but it just seems weird I guess it's difficult for them to try and because obviously as we've already discussed they obviously release they release stuff whether it's a DLC or a game every year now at this point and so they it must be difficult to try and come up with stuff to fill the gaps when we have a player base uh, or you know fans that kind of expect some stuff at this point like obviously yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, the people that moan are, aren't the people that play the game, you know, or the people that always moan are never the majority player base. But the biggest play people that play this game are probably kids, to be honest with you, like, and they, they don't really care. But for the enthusiasts, which a lot of this is for, really, um, you know, there's a lot of frustration in the scene, and there has been for a while. So I'm just hoping that yeah, they do have a plan and that like I say we don't need a lot like I think I think the terrorists did a really good job of filling the gap because realistically you know what else could you really do until you mm. decide to drop the DLC and so they did a good job of I mean they could have done some things a bit better but obviously you know you can always learn from stuff like that but 
maybe because they knew the DLC was going to be really good. Um, hopefully, it, there aren't any problems with it when it does drop. But again, we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I think as but well. I'm excited. I, was, I was actually thinking on this today. You know, I was like, okay, well, you know, the, we were expecting DLCs to drop at a certain date, but. If you look at the terror raids, right, so if the Mightiest Mark is related to some sort of special terrestrialization form or unique signature terrestrialization form in the DLCs, right, there's going to be, because mm -hmm. there has to be one Pokemon per type, so there's 18 types, right? So uh -huh. I, if the Mewtwo does drop, right, and the Rillaboom does drop, that's 12, so that leaves six left. And if they do, so that's pretty much you know uh, one every two weeks that would be 12 weeks right so that's three months from july august september october which would take us into october which could kind of indicate if they have to fulfill all of those seven star oh i wouldn't be surprised if they they don't actually have a date yet yeah and it's just it is heavily dependent on exactly what you're saying these special terror raids that have the types and they have mm. to cover all the types before then and that's the reason they keep putting it off now obviously and that's probably the reason why for both obviously it makes sense because they definitely don't know the second date until they know the first one because they probably know how long after they're going to drop the second one which is why they're so vague with the dates yeah which makes a lot of sense really on the trailer they're still covering their backs by saying planned release yeah um fall planned release winter 2023 so that it's the planned release it's not it's not a defined release yet so i think you're right mate i think you are right but interesting nonetheless and um we'll wait and see i think that the the announcement the del fox raid is is the big one you know i think that gives us all a lot of hope going forward for the games it gives us something to do as well and um obviously getting Getting Del Fox is, you know, something that was probably meant to happen before Pokemon Home, but you can't really help how things have played out. Like you say, mistakes do happen. We'll just have to see how it plays out. But getting back to a point that you were making as well, you know, the release cycle that they have now is so brutal when you really like boil down to it, right? Like every year they're putting out some sort of new content. It is pretty like demanding on the company overall. And it definitely, I think, affect. Like, it's weird. I was playing Legends. I mean, games companies struggle to put out games. Yeah. You know that they've spent five, six years on, and they still flop. You know, let alone fucking every year. I was playing like, Legends Arceus so... earlier, and honestly, like, I was thinking, man, this game. This I've already said how much I like the game, but the game is so good. It runs so smoothly, you know. And for them to put that together, when they're in the midst of developing scarlet and violet as well because that would have been uh, on a similar sort of timeline right like legends also probably would have been just before scarlet and violet started, uh -huh. but they would have been uh -huh. simultaneously being in development i think uh, yeah and that it is it is a lot to, to kind of produce something like that as well and then that the following like what that released in february and then you know like uh, eight months later you're getting the, the scarlet and violet full brand new main series titles so yeah it's um it's crazy to think but they do it and obviously we talked about it last week the black and white remakes potentially coming um i have a whole i do have a feeling that they're going to be like fully fledged games i just for some reason just feel like yeah. they're going to be yeah but mm. we'll see mate oh yeah, we will see because they obviously plan stuff in advance, so they obviously know what they're doing. Um, we just want to yeah, know. Yeah, I doubt. We just want to know. Yeah, we just want to know. But, we'll but they got to hold out. the spice. They got to hold the spice. They got to hold it back. So yeah. Otherwise, it'd be boring if we knew what the, what the roadmap was for the next ten years of all the stuff that's coming out. <laughs> there's no, there's no hype then, is it? No hype at all. But no hype. Just want to go. I just want to go back to Terrorize quickly. Um, you know, we mentioned that the Mewtwo, it might be a Mewtwo Terror Raid. We had, yes. we, we were talking this before the podcast, we had a lot of people saying that um, they wouldn't want the Terror Raid to be seven stars, they'd prefer it to be five or six. And me and they were talking before this and we were like, like, 
we were expecting we were expecting them to be even harder than a seven star terror raid. To be honest, mm. I don't think the Mewtwo one necessarily would be. I think it would just be a seven because I feel like they might say that those that's for the DLC. That would make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, but like even a seven star one, like you gotta think like people are moaning that the games are getting boring. You know, the terror raids. We got to a stage with the terror raids are like they're easy to crack now. There's, we've done loads of the seven star terror raids. Everyone knows the drill. Um, they can be some are more difficult than others, but you know, most of the time you can use it annihilate, or you could use Iron Hands, or or Slow King. Like there are certain Pokemon that could just body like most of them anyway. Um, and so you know, a challenge is kind of what's needed at the moment. And I think a seven star Mewtwo raid would be really cool. And I, I don't really understand these people that are moaning really because it'd be good to get a terror raid. That'd be really hard because all of a sudden, you know. It's just it's way more interesting because you're gonna have all these people trying to work out how to do it. It's just like it's not like a challenge is is what we need right now when there's nothing else going on. Like a seven star mutual raid that is like hard hard to do would be awesome. And I just I just I hope that is what we get because I want it to be difficult. It will be difficult. Yeah. Like honestly, like I there is these people that are wanting it to be a five or a six star terror raid. I don't know what planet you're living on because there is no way they're going to have one of their biggest mascot Pokemon appear in a, a weaker terror raid than what they put a Pikachu or one of the other first partner Pokemon in, you know. That's going to be a seven-star raid minimum and it's going to be it's going to be juiced up and it's going to be harder than anything we've ever had in the games to prove that it's a legendary Pokemon, you know. It has that status. Yeah, it'd be boring if it was easy. And it's Mewtwo yeah. as well, right? Yeah, it's Mewtwo it's as well. Mewtwo. It's meant to be powerful AF. It's, you know, like, it's not meant to be easy. Just look at the base bot. stat total difference between like a starter Pokemon and Mewtwo. It's actually ridiculous. Like, And then you look at the move pool that Mewtwo's got and the signature attacks that it's got. And if it is a psychic terror type as well, and it's got double stab psychic type attacks... It's Are there any be... Pokemon, any Pokemon that have come through with home that would make it easier to do? Not easy to do, but it's coverage have you, have you is so good. I haven't, yeah, honestly, no, I haven't started. I haven't started looking, but its coverage is so good. So it will really, really depend on. Uh, it's something I should probably look at. You know, I'm so confident that we're going to get it. It's just something I should start looking at builds for. But I do think its coverage is so good that it makes it really difficult to kind of prepare for. Plan for, yeah, because it could have, obviously it would have a psychic type move, but then like what What are the other moves? It'd probably be like yeah. size strike, wouldn't it? It's signature attack. Um, yeah. Um, and, then, and then, is it like Mewtwo where it just, it Mew where it can learn like any TM? Uh, so like Mew can, and I don't know if it can in new games. I don't know if it can Scarlet and Violet. It lost a bunch of games. Mew, uh, it lost a lot of, moves in the transfer over so i don't know what me too lost but it still gets it can't learn everything but it learns the majority of stuff yeah um but i mean its coverage is amazing it gets fire it gets electric it gets ice it gets dark it gets ghost it gets i don't think it gets fairy but it wouldn't surprise me if it did um obviously it gets psychic it gets fighting it's nasty man yeah. It's nasty. It gets recovery so, as well. It gets nasty. You're going to get absolutely bopped with. Bodied. And forget about bringing Annihilate to this raid. Like, I think forget about bringing Annihilate to the Delphox raid. So if it's not going to do well against Delphox, it's going to just get absolutely bodied by Mewtwo. There's no way you're bringing an Annihilate to a Mewtwo raid. Especially a psychic type one. It doesn't matter what terror type it is. You're not bringing Annihilate to that rage. I think you probably mm. need... There will be some Pokemon. There will be specific Pokemon, I think, that will do a good job and absolutely roll over it. But what they are right now, I don't know. And we have to know a little bit more about the sets that it's running. We have to know how... I think the big important thing with the Mewtwo is learning when the shields go up and when it resets your side of the field and its side of the field drops because that all that information, those three bits of information along with the moveset allow you to kind of crack the code to, to figure something out. 
But because mm-hmm. you can theorize as much as you like, the theorizing part of it, of course, massively helps when it comes to the rain dropping because it speeds the whole process up a lot. But yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. But I know a lot of people. I know I'm going to go into it the first time as well. I'm fully confident that if they do drop it, I'll go into it the first time feeling confident and get absolutely bodied by it. And I then think be everyone like, will. Like, and be again, like, it's because oh. <laughs> and that's what I want yeah, as well. That's what we want. Yeah. This is exactly what we It'd want. It'd be good. Bro. Be really good. Um, but I just hope they run it for a good length of time. Like I mentioned before, they drop it for or a short it's hard, period. You need more time. I like think two like weeks or I, I think two weeks would be really good, and then and then continue on with the the cycle, whatever you're doing. But yeah, it'd be great. And then it could give us a taste to see what um, the Seven Star Terrorids would be like going into the DLCs because they're going to continue them. And it's probably a way that we're going to get, you know, legendary Pokemon in the future. They'll do all the Mightiest Mark Pokemon, I'd imagine, if they do have special terrestrializations, and then they might continue them with... Uh, I mean, they can do spotlight terrorids as well, but hopefully they don't stop doing the seven star terrorids once we've got all 18 um, Mightiest Mark Pokemon. Hopefully they keep doing them, just have them have Pokemon that don't have the Mightiest Mark. Because they've changed the description of the Mightiest Mark as well. It used to be description pre the latest update. It was uh, a, 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 a reward or a symbol of a Pokemon from a seven star terror raid, but they changed it to be from an especially strong Pokemon now or something along those lines. What are you eating? Apricots. Apricots. Dry apricots. I had a mad summer cake this afternoon. Like, I was in awful pain. I was almost going to say, I don't want to do the podcast, but I was driving back to the hotel. Eating too Obviously. many apricots. No, I I don't know. I was trying to look at what I'd eaten today. And then I come back and then I said to you, can I have a quick shower before then? And I don't know what it was. I don't know whether... I fancied a warm shower because it's been cold today. Mm. And I didn't bring any tracky bottoms with me. So I've been freezing all day. And I don't know, I just had like a nice warm shower. And I don't know if it just relaxed my body, but like it all kind of just disappeared. Weird. Which I'm really grateful for because, I mean, it was horrible. But yeah, pretty brutal. I hope you're feeling I'm hungry now, so that's why. Tuck in, mate. I've got some apricots. Tuck in. But yeah, so that's the Seven Star Terror Raids are going to be fun. It's going to be interesting to see as well when we get into the DLCs. Are they going to do something similar to Dynamax Adventures that we got on Sword and Shield? How they had all of the legendaries accessible through that Dynamax Adventures feature. Are they going to do something similar with Terror Raids to get the legendaries, or are they just going to drop them? by events the one thing i would say though sorry i'm going to kind of cut in before you can answer that we'll come back to it um if the mightiest marks are really important to special forms in the dlcs i do feel like it's a little bit unfair on on the player base like it's fine because pokemon are expecting you to take part in them but there will be players out there that are like i don't need this pokemon i got on pokemon home and they haven't been told about the importance of them in the future. So they've just been like, I don't need them. But then when it comes to the, the DLCs, the only way to get the mightiest mark on these Pokemon is through those raids. They were exclusive for like two week periods and you missed out because you weren't aware of the importance of them. So you don't have access to these special trustalization forms and you're going to have to wait however long until they rerun the event again, if they ever do, you know. Yeah, but I think if you're someone who, not not like a casual player, but if you're someone who pays attention to the terror raid and skips the terror raid for that reason, I think it would be silly of you to think that, oh, I've got one in home, so I'm not interested. Because it feels like if you're clued up and you're excited for the DLC, then you must know about all the stuff that's happening. And so in my head... Um, you must know that these Pokemon could be important. So I think that it'd be silly not to do it, in my opinion. Yeah. Well, it's for the casual fans. I mean, I'm sure they won't, because I don't know. Like I said, it's hard to say, but... It's for the players as well that are like buying Scarlet and Violet now, say, uh, say if it's someone's birthday now, 
and they're just getting yeah, yeah. it like today and they've missed all of these events that have happened up to now and they're not going to have the chance to get these pokemon again until you know well if it has if it has some relevance to the dlc as in it's important there will be a way to get it because it just wouldn't be fair otherwise mm. um but there was a lot of the gig- a lot of the gigantamax. Well, I guess they had the max mushroom, didn't they? They had the ma- the mushroom soup that you could make in the Isle of Armor. So they did have a way to get it. Gigantamax forms. Uh, when if you'd missed the events already, it was a pain finding those gigantic mushrooms though in the Isle of Armor. But they gave they gave you an option. They give you a way. Time. So yeah, I'm excited for the the different facilities that we'll potentially get in the DLCs as well, mate. I think. There's a lot of talk about Battle uh, Tower. Oh, Battle Tower in the in the uh, Indigo uh, disc in the uh, the Blueberry Academy would be insanely welcomed by the community. I think it would be such a good a good thing to have. Be great. The one thing that I was wanting to talk about was it was it was rumored a long time ago that they were going to have a facility where you could uh, change your. Um, Stop doing that with the apricots. I'm not even going to explain what you're doing to our listeners this week with the apricots, because you, you don't want to know. Anyway, it was rumoured a, a while ago, a long time ago, that in the DLCs, whenever they dropped, we were potentially going to be getting some sort of facility to uh, manipulate, change IVs as we wished in the game. So it would be a bit like a showdown facility that you could kind of play around with with any of your pokemon for a specific item and you could change the ivs i'll tell you what you it want. does feel like they're going to get to that stage eventually because i mean they they know that people gen white they're not stupid mm. as we've discussed unfortunately a lot of competitive players are gen because they don't have the time to build a team if you have a job like it's difficult to do and it's just one of those things in the community that's you're not meant to do, but everyone kind of knows that everyone does it. So, because it doesn't affect, in the end of the day, it doesn't affect. I'm going to say right like, now. It's not giving you an, an I edge. Don't, I don't do it. And I'm not. Yeah, I know. I know. I I'm not condoning that. anyone saying... that does do it, but I choose not to. So, the, the regionals I've competed in this year, my teams are all being made in game, everything caught so, as, as it so should do I. be. And mm. and for all the sword and shield stuff as well that I did in all previous generations that I've done, I've always liked. I've enjoyed building my teams in game, as as grindy as it is. But I've spent. I mean, Utrecht. I was up pretty late that but, night, wasn't I? Uh, finishing well, so that was, team. We were both up late. Oh right? yeah, you I were mean, helping me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grinding terror shards because the Blissey uh, event had finished, <laughs> or it hadn't dropped by then, or something. So yeah. But you are so right. The entry, the barrier to entry is so high. I feel like they want to get away from that. Yeah. Because like I said, for that reason, the barrier to entry puts off a lot of people who want to get into the competitive scene. Yeah. So like, I don't want to spend hours doing stuff. And it also stops people from genning, which they obviously don't want. They don't want people to do. Because they don't want people to hack the game, obviously. So we've, you know, we've gotten to a stage now where you can now... You can't decrease. You can decrease IVs, but they're a pain in the bum. You have to get the berry. No, wait. You can't decrease IVs, can you? you can decrease EVs. Um, Still, you can also use this. That's, that's been a thing for for a long time. Yeah. You can max out your IVs. Uh, like I said, you can't decrease them. You can change natures now, which again you never used to be able to do, um, which is obviously big. And then um, terror type is a new mechanic, so that's not really important, but. Uh, and with egg moves as well, they've even made egg moves a lot easier. So, so they yeah. sort of get into that stage now, and it feels like, you know, TMs are a it feels pain like they're building in this up game now. TMs. Oh, the TMs are a pain in the ass. Because like, the they need to change Pokemon, that mechanic. Yeah, Pokemon material. Like the specific times when you need a specific TM, it is a pain to go out and find those Pokemon. Running out to go kill like twelve Scatterbug before an event because you're like, <laughs> oh, I need protect on every Pokemon. <laughs> oh yeah love it why do they make us do this stuff you know like just give us the tm I mean, and let us use it as much as we want either because they're so small <laughs> so you're running around fucking aimlessly trying to look for these tiny little black dots that are on the screen it's and not then a sometimes coincidence just in the bush. the protect is like the most used move in uh, the vg as well so <laughs> that's what i mean 
so such a troll such a troll hopefully there's a way for us to to better that in the new games like i've said all along mate i think the answer to this is and i'll repeat myself uh, again but i think every generation when you get a new game out this is scarlet if you're wondering uh you get generation nine along with it you get a battle simulator game like a Pokemon Coliseum, like a Pokemon Stadium game. But it is specifically for that generation. And you don't do any online battling on the main series card. You've got the option to go online and battle players, but there's no ranked ladder on it, right? You can trade, you can do all of that stuff, but there's no ranked ladder facility on the main series title. It is all facilitated on a battle simulator. And it would be like Pokemon Coliseum, Scarlet and Violet, Pokemon Coliseum, or Pokemon Battle Revolution Scarlet and Violet. They could even outsource it to a third-party developer to develop the game like they've done with all of those other battle simulators. Pokemon Stadium, I'm pretty sure was. I'm pretty sure uh, Battle Revolution was. All of those games, just get someone to develop it, and then you control the ranked ladder. All of that happens on that game, and there is a facility in there as long as you've got a copy of the game, you can go in and you can create rental teams from scratch in those games. You can still trade in Pokemon for those of you that want to build your teams in your game. Still create your team in, in your game and you can trade it across to the battle simulator to use. But if you don't have the time to do that, you don't want to do that, you can just create your teams in the battle simulator and use teams. It, it will get rid of that barrier to entry The thing is as well that makes... That makes me laugh. Not laugh, is it like... So for those of you that don't know... Um, Do you like that idea, are... though? No, no, I think it's perfect, really. I mean, like, like a Battle Tower type situation, whether it's on a cart or like a DLC, like a, a, a downloadable DLC thing that you can use. Um, but yeah, no, like... What was I going to say? I like, do yeah, you like the so, emphasis of me pushing the cart into the camera to yeah, push my just point. Throw it, throw it at us. <laughs> but like, so for those of you who don't know, there if you play competitive, whether you play the VGC, the TCG, or Go, I mean, Go's a bit different, and so do Unite. But there's they each have their own way of practicing, right? Like, of of practicing stuff without build buying the deck or building the team in game. There are websites mm. that exist. TCG Live. It's, still you still got... have to get the cards in TCG Live, but it's not as expensive to get them um and then pokemon showdown mm. is the main one that's used for competitive pokemon but which am i right official. in saying that it's not official and also no. they don't acknowledge that it exists no no and so it just you, seems we weird we to me that they haven't to come out on the desk you cannot refer to it that's what i mean so it yeah. seems weird to me that they haven't come out with their own competitor because they yeah. know that everyone uses showdown right Oh, yeah. Showdown has its problems, and that you know they could definitely one up Showdown, not dissing Showdown because you know it's been fantastic for for years. I've used it, obviously. It's a great tool. Um, you know, my idea I, would have I, been if I was Pokemon, I would have just went and hired the guys behind Showdown and said, "Can we hire your team to help us develop this?" And then you give these guys that have been running it for the last decade or whatever, however long, money. You give them the job. And it makes your life Everyone's a lot easier then. because they know season on season, new games coming out, how everything runs, right? How everything needs updating. Uh, the new rules get implemented all the time. They've got all these unique ladders and new formats all the time kind of popping up and they manage all of that and they could do a similar sort of thing. They've also got all the data as well, right? That, I think yeah. that's the most important yeah. thing. They've got all the data and it's all organized. It's such a no-brainer. Which could get hold of. But yeah. obviously they go organize all that and they fucking, it's, it's a lot of effort. Because it is a lot of effort. That, it's big. They've but had that data for ages. I think it would know, be the be one much. thing that would make competitive from here to like here. It would make it in, like everyone wants Pokemon to be, like VG to be an eSport, right? And it is get, going towards that process, you know? Like the work that's being done by TPCI, it is getting closer and closer to that. But the barrier to entry for it is always the thing that's holding it back and i think if you had something in place like that i think that barrier to entry is taken away and you do then get events where you're gonna have to have you can't share an event hall with tcg anymore because you're gonna get that many players coming into play and you can still charge your 60 dollars or 60 pound or 60 euro entry okay. fees for events but if, they're still, if they're still charging 60 euros for like and they're getting like 3,000 people turn up for VG. 
They will. I still think that's a bit of a piss take, but... They will. Prize money will be more, though. So you can't really yeah. complain. I guess so. I guess so. If the tournament structure is decent, which, again, I know we moan about a lot mm. of stuff, but obviously, because you've been playing for longer than me, but I've almost been playing for 10 years now. We have our frustrations with the format. We understand it's not going to be perfect, but the price structure and format structure has been a problem for a while. Um, so hopefully that by that point, it would be a lot better. I mean, it would have to be, really, if you had that many players. I think you could probably run a, lot a more concise online circuit as well if you had your own standalone um, game exactly. that was, was the Battle Simulator. Because then it's not... And it frees up the developers that time that they would be taking, you know, how long does it take them to program all the rank battle stuff into the games and how much resource does it take them every single month? These are like main series game developers, you know, they're obviously not the developer developers, but the part of the team, you know, if they could outsource that, it would free up those people to do other things based on the main series titles and on such a short schedule that they've got releasing stuff all the time. And you don't need to re-release a new battle simulator every year. You only need to re-release re one with every new generation. Yeah, yeah, you could update it, but I would say you just re-release one every new generation, which is every three years, you just release a new one. And that's a good schedule, right? And it's, that's all that's going to be is like a reskinned version of the past one. Yeah. Anyway, with some new Pokemon. Yeah, with extra facilities updates and things like that it would just like be that. like fifa it would literally be like fifa it would be fun. yeah yeah and so. you could pay to, you could even have a pay-to-play system in it as well you know as much as i don't really want to see that but you could get you know no, that's, different let's not give my ideas please different outfits and stuff for characters a battle pass, customization. A battle pass would be really cool a battle yeah. pass would be cool um i wouldn't mind a battle pass but yeah anyway. great yeah, you could get a battle pass and it could give you... You could even buy your registrations to regionals through it. Oh, that would be cool if you could... Yeah, that would actually be really cool. Register your teams for regionals through it. So you could do it all in a cloud-based system. Okay, that'd be sick. That'd be sick. Hire so, me. <laughs> we won't have to use that, that, that. We will not name the website that's used for for submitting teams. That one. Yes. Um which is really horrible to use. I'm interested for, to see uh, how, how they get on next year. Uh, I think, yeah, they've had a lot of issues this year, but they've had a lot more in, uh, registration um, spots, haven't they, as well? So we'll leave that for another for another episode. We'll leave that for another rant. Yeah, but... Uh, oh, we're getting close to the hour, mate. Have we got any uh, Scott's goodie bag Ooh. this week? Ooh. We've got one Probably thing, and one I thing. thought it was quite funny. Okay. One thing. Are you going to Discord it to me, or...? Shot. Yeah, I'm gonna Discord it to you. Let me just Cool. Let's do it. Do, 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 do. What is it this week? I actually I actually haven't fact checked this and I feel like I should have. Um <laughs> it's not anything serious, it but it's also just mm. funny. So um, you know, we can speculate in the comments whether we think this is actually real or not. Um But I did actually see it somewhere else, not just on Reddit, so you know, maybe maybe there is some merit to it, so we'll, we'll see. Um Waiting patiently here. God. Do you know how much of a grind it is to get Enamorous on Pokemon Legends Arceus? I got that 4IV one, right? Uh, that I've already got. Uh -huh. And I'm currently going for a second one so I can have an offensive one and I can have the one. Yeah, if I yeah, decide yeah. to, I'm probably never going to use the slow one, but I'm like, I kind of, because I've got, got it, the 4IV one, I kind of want to keep that. So, uh, yeah, it's. Um, the okay. grind. The grind. It is real. Right. What have we got then? I mean, we've all been there. The girl who lives in delusion. This is the most insane grouping of letters I've ever read. So this is a tweet from um, the girl who lives in delusion, who is uh, Maylor in the haze as their handle. And it is a tweet from Pop Tins on Twitter. This is for our listeners, everyone. Uh, the tweet says, Playboy heir and Hugh Hefner's son, Marston Hefner, rebels against his wife's wishes as he turns to OnlyFans to finance his obsession with Pokemon cards. <laughs> this, uh, this isn't real, is it? I don't know. This isn't real. I need to have a look. Let's have a look. This is not real. G 
No, it's Sun Pokemon. He would he would be loaded though if he's Hefner's there's, son. There's an, there's an independent article by it, so it must be real. No, I can't oh, believe it. I'm sending it to you now. I'm sending it to you now. Ow! Discord's having a fit. This is not correct. Have you sent it to me, have you? Yeah, I've just sent it on Discord, yeah. All right, there we go. Here we go. There is there is a full <laughs> article on it. It's a full article in the Independent. Hugh Hefnerson takes to OnlyFans to fund his Pokemon obsession. Oh, this is too far. We're not gonna watch this video. It's not. So Marston Hefner, the uh, the son of late Playboy founder Hugh Hefner, has launched an OnlyFans to help fund his love for collecting Pokemon cards and comic books. Thirty-three-year-old Playboy. Uh, is that Skeon? Referred to uh, his OnlyFans career as a long-term avenue for further financial security. In the interview with Page Six, however, Hefner admitted that his wife, Anna, uh, isn't crazy about his new endeavor, which she wouldn't be. You wouldn't be, would you? You're like, what are you playing at? Like, I'll buy you Pokemon. Your dad is bloated. You can buy all the Pokemon cards you want. Sell some of the, the limited edition magazines that he left you and, um, yeah, fund your Pokemon. It might be a bit way. sticky. Uh, she would rather not be on your fans, but that's more important to her is me pursuing my dreams or my interests, taking risks, said Hefner, who identified as bisexual AF on his OnlyFans account. Hefner, who married Anna, is it Anna? Yeah, in August 2022. Wow, that's not long after they got married. Uh, said he would support his wife if she ever wanted to join the platform. Come on. Come on, my dude. He's basically like, look, babe, if you want to do it, you can do it, but I'm going to do it because I need, I need to buy me some Pokemon cards. There he is. There, yeah. The absolute Donny. What's he buying? Like, like seriously, what is he, what, what cards is he buying? It doesn't what what, what cards are he struggling to buy? Unless he's trying to buy, like, the Illustrated card that Logan Paul has or, like, first... First edition, but that's not even that's not even an expensive card that he's holding in his hand. It's a Neo Pichu. You can buy that for like eighty quid. Is that a first? I don't even look like a first edition. I can't load the Instagram for some reason, but yeah, oh. that is not an expensive card. Uh, so yeah, I don't know. It feels like a bit of a publicity story. If anyway, it's true or not, I don't funny. know. That's Scott's goodie bag this week. A bit more R-rated mm -hmm. than usual, and. Uh, <laughs> I still don't believe it. I mean, to be fair, if just get just get just get a second job, or just use the money that you have. It yeah. just seemed weird. Anyway, well, yeah, that was there. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't <laughs> even know. I, I don't, I'm just yeah, speechless that uh, Marston is uh, Marston Hefner is is uh, on the OnlyFans train following his dad's footsteps in true, true fashion. Imagine if he was around to uh, run an OnlyFans these days. Not him right. personally, of course. You know. If he had had one set up, mm. it would have been wild. Yeah, so anyway, that is that. That is that. That's what you've done, Scott, to the pod. Um, <laughs> this, is, this is week 15. It has been... Crazy right since we started weeks, 15 weeks of doing this. Thank you so much weeks. to each and every one of you that uh, keep coming back every week and to our new listeners and new viewers each and every week. Um, today's been a bit of a... I've enjoyed today's podcast, mate. It's been good talking about a bit more in, in depth about Scarlet and Violet, potentially what's to come, allowing me to indulge my crazy theories. Hopefully they do come true. I don't think they're crazy. Really great. I don't think they're crazy. Um, this one has a lot of merit to it. So. And uh, I like I like the discussion. We'll maybe go a bit more in depth on it at some point down the line about the, the battle simulator. I really do feel very strongly about this being something that we see to expand competitive Pokemon, especially in VGC. I think it would be really good, but um, it's been it's been really nice having a chat with you, and uh, I hope the rest of your week is nice and easy, mate. And uh, you finish up on set, and uh, everything's all all good by the end of the week. And I'm um, I cannot get Scott's goodie bag out of my head now. So thanks, thanks for that. You're welcome. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. 
So let's the, let's not ramble on. Like no, there, there will be re- no reporting back on checking out of any anything like that either next week. So I kind of want to dig into it. I kind of want to dig into it to find you out. You do that for us, like... and you report back since it's your thing. Okay, okay, I will do. <laughs> I will do. <laughs> you got fun, right. fund Marston's Pokemon collection. Thank you, everyone that has has listened today. Um, I'm just going to check Squatify quickly to see how many we had twenty. Um, uh, reviews the other day which is wow thank you so much to everyone that's reviewed you need to check on because I can't do this uh, on the Apple podcast to see if we have any reviews on there because I I can't see that can you not Um, no I'll do that for next week we'll not do that live on we have 22 reviews now that's brilliant thank you everyone who has left a review and if you're listening you haven't just 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 it's it's a quick one on Spotify Just, just leave a quick review it helps a lot it really, it really does. does help with our rankings, um, but yeah, and obviously let us know what you what you want. We say this every week, but if you have any ideas for the pod or you know stuff we think we could improve on, always let us know. We're always happy to hear what people have to say. So yeah, there's always room for improvement. But no, thank you very much for listening. And um, is there anything else you want to say, Lee, before we go? Nothing. Let us chime in with wake up. It's going to be a good day because I hope all of you have a great rest of your day and uh, we will see you in next week's episode with even more exciting topics to talk about from the Pokemon universe. So goodbye from me and bye. Wake up. Today's going to be a good day.